Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the recap of Honor. I am your host, Colin Tessa, here to talk all things Ring of Honor, uh, this week's episode of Ring of Honor, the last week's episode of Ring of Honor, uh, many uh, various news things related to Ring of Honor as well. Uh, before I get started, I just want to, want to remind you all of this show. I gave them a review here. Wrestling is available on any number of streaming platforms, or at SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So I know myself looking into. Uh, ahead of, of this week's episode of Ring of Honor. Before I watched it, I was very excited. I got the chance to speak with Shane Taylor, uh, one-third of the reigning Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Champions. That is up on all of those platforms I just mentioned on, on our YouTube and whatnot. Very, very highly recommend the interview. Very, very in insightful comments from Shane Taylor about this match, about his world title, uh, Chase Ring of Honor, and as an amazing bonus, this man cut a promo on Mr. Owl from from the Tootsie Roll uh, the Tootsie Roll lollipop commercials. It's fantastic. I, I know I'm biased because it's my interview, but you've got to check it out if you if you even if it's only to hear about Mr. Owl that parts at the end, the last like five minutes or so. Uh, do yourself a favor, check that one out. It's a lot of fun. So with that being said, I entered this show and that with that match in mind, I'm very excited, looking forward to it because Shane Taylor uh, would be facing uh, in uh, in the main event. Uh, Jay Lethal, Kenny King, and Brody King in this fatal four-way match between the four unofficial leaders uh, of the top leading stables in Ring of Honor, Violence Limited, Shane Taylor Promotions, The Foundation, and uh, LFI, of course. Uh, and each one of these stables we've seen kind of um, ebb and flow a little bit in terms of like they'll, they'll win gold, they'll lose it. It's definitely just like a battle for supremacy. And I've been talking about that for months on this show. Uh, and it just keeps keeps rolling and evolving. And like I said, it's kind of the this, this seesaw of like one group will kind of take power uh, briefly and then it'll kind of sway back. We saw Valence Limited take, uh, win the tag titles at one point, then they dropped them. Uh, Shane, Taylor, Shane Taylor Promotions is still reigning supreme as, as the tag team champions uh, in the six-man division, I should say. Uh, and also you've got uh, the foundation have, has had the gold at various points and... Um, I believe Dragon Lee still has the TV title. So it's hard to keep track because all the titles just keep flying over the place. So with all that in mind, definitely afford that match in the main event. Before I get there, I do want to talk about the other match on this show. It was Brian Johnson, the Mecca, facing PJ Black. Definitely uh, a match with some history and some, you know, a, a personal meaning here for Brian Johnson and PJ Black. These guys were tactic partners. They were, it was like a student mentor kind of thing uh, before the pandemic. And then out when the pandemic hit, I should, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, you know, PJ Black kind of what didn't really appear that much other than a brief run in the pure title tournament. And then that left Brian Johnson to really kind of, um, you know, break out on his own. And, and I've definitely enjoyed that in the last year, let's say, dating back to last September. Uh, so that's it's been cool to see Brian Johnson kind of come into his own in that sense. And then you bring PJ Black back. And uh, we, we, we've seen them kind of team up a little bit here and there in recent weeks, uh, not necessarily successfully so. Uh, so this match here, Definitely a chance to kind of see, has the student surpassed the master or, or does, did Brian Johnson still have uh, something to learn? As it turned out, this was a pure Wolves match, by the way. Brian Johnson has officially entered the pure division. Last week, he he kind of uh, bent the rules, wisely, uh, you know, placed them in, in his own advantage and won a pure Wolves gauntlet match. So two, two, uh, two weeks in a row, emerging victorious in a, a pure Wolves setting. So... And it's funny because uh, obviously it's pure rules. It's the pure division. And two weeks in a row, Brian Johnson has has won and, and he's merged victorious by by breaking the rules. Like he kind of uh, he cheated to win the, the pure goal match last week, and uh, he basically punched PG Black in the face, which is not allowed in pure rules match. Behind the referee's back, and he poked him in the eye to pick up the one there when he hit the when he hit the process finisher. So 
you know, for me, I'm very biased. Uh, Brian Johnson is definitely one of my favorites in Ring of Honor. I think he's so underrated. I will say that every single week. I think he's, for my money, one of the best promo guys in the business, bar none. I, 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 I do not say that lightly. I think he's just so very talented. And not even want to say underrated because we, we are seeing him really start to kind of come into his own here. Uh, he defeated PJ Blacks, so like I said, in this test of, you know, where he stood compared to the guy that's kind of had been his mentor, uh, he won. And as Celso been pointing out, they surprised that Johnson shook PJ Black's hand after the match. I mean, yeah, I, I think that, and even before the match, they kind of had foreshadowed that where uh, Johnson had said, like, uh, something like PJ Black's the one guy on this roster that I, who I don't think is a bozo. Um, Brian Johnson just cracks me up. I, th- I think he's great. I really do. Uh, I, he's, I really hope to see eventually that him get a t- at least a title shot uh, you know, two weeks in a row here with a win. I feel like he will. Uh, and again, it's, it's an interesting story where you've got Johnson kind of, um, you know, breaking the rules and, and not be not being very pure for to part of the part. I mean, for an intentional pun there, uh, but, but rising up the ranks here in the pure division. Now we, we do know that uh, Josh Woods won the title at death before dishonor. So, very well could be on the road to an uh, exciting clash between two of the top kind of rising stars here uh, in Ring of Honor. So I think that would be a pretty fun one, um, assuming that's in the works at some point soon. So Saul Sullivan saying he doesn't think uh, that uh, Brian Johnson should be called the Mecca. I mean, he had been number one Brian Johnson, um, and that, that wasn't really working. I will say, however you feel about maybe the name itself, he's really embraced the identity. I think he's making war for himself. He's cocky, and he backs it up. And like I said, he's really coming along here. Uh, and, and I really do enjoy seeing him getting featured uh, two weeks in a row, especially. Like, usually, kind of, we'll get like one match and then kind of nothing for a little bit. But two weeks in a row for Ben Johnson, as someone that's a big fan of his, I, I was very, very happy to see that. Um, and to, to pick up the win two weeks in a row, like, it's, it's all good. It's a good time. Um, it's also been wondering if the Johnson versus Danhausen feud was over. I thought this feud was a lot of fun. Uh, I believe Johnson won the rubber match. I believe that was, I think it was. Dan Nelson, I believe, won on the on the YouTube exclusive match. Then they may, I think, Johnson won on t- on a TV match, and then the rubber match. I think Johnson won that as well. So I think that one is over. We saw Johnson face PCO a couple months ago, um, and, and Dan Nelson having been, uh, been teamed up with PCO, that was kind of a continuation. So, uh, but no, I, I I think that is kind of in the past. I mean. No knock on Danhausen. I don't exactly see him in the pure division. He's definitely in the in the TV division right now. Um, so at least for now, I would say it looks like Johnson is kind of pivoting into that. Not to say they couldn't revisit it, because I said when they were feuding originally, uh, Johnson and, and uh, Danhausen are very two two very uh, distinct and fun personalities. So I know at least for me personally, I wouldn't mind seeing them uh, wage war again. So. And maybe that will be in the card at some point in the near future. But for now, Brian Johnson very much focused on the Peter Division, and he's doing a pretty pretty darn good job at it. So, uh, and speaking of which, yes, uh, Saul, I was just about to bring this up. I had mentioned it uh, last show, which was uh, we did two weeks ago. Uh, but yes, PCO, uh, very supports, and I think PSO himself has confirmed that his contract is coming up. I believe it runs out on November 30th. So that means that on December 1st, he'll be a free agent. And... I, I saw one quote where he had said like he he would he intended to leave. That's what some reports have said. PSO, I think, has kind of walked that back in some uh, in some other interviews where he said like he didn't want to be taken out of context. So not positive whether he's leaving or not. I, I saw one, one report that said he was leaving. I've seen one quote from PSO himself saying that you know something uh, that so one, one interview where he said that was recorded in kind of, kind of out of context. And that there's also I mean there's still what just about two months now. 
uh, left for him to kind of make up his mind about what he wants to do. So, I mean, anything can happen, anything can change. Uh, but we do know that his contract is coming up. And I, I, I had at least vaguely known that. I, I interviewed PCO, I think, back in February. So, you know, and, and he had mentioned it was coming up uh, late, later this fall. So that, that lines up, uh, at least generally. So I've also made no secret. I'm a big fan of PCO. So uh, as, a, as a Ring of Honor fan as well, I, I hope he sticks around, but he's not being, uh, you know, as, he doesn't get utilized maybe as much as he may hope or or as maybe he, you know, I, I think he, there's a lot more he, he could contribute. And and if he's not really in the, in the cards Ring of Honor, then maybe he would be better off going somewhere else. But I will say, I think Ring of Honor could still use him. I think he's in a great Ring of Honor. So I hope it works out for everybody involved. Uh, regardless, I think Pisa is very talented and I want the best for him and for Ingvon. So I'm, uh, once we know more about that situation, we will have more information about it. But right now, it does seem to be a little uh, up in the air. Saul, another question. Saul, I appreciate your uh, your comments here, Saul. Uh, yes, Flip Gordon, he was not on the show this week, but in recent weeks, we've seen him having, as, as Saul calls it, a, an amnesia-like gimmick. So basically, I believe it was uh, the second night of Glory Honor where Flip Gordon was facing... Uh, Mark Briscoe and I think it was Brian Johnson in a tag team match. Mark Briscoe kind of like slammed uh, Flip on his head on a chair, and uh, he got Flip got helped to the back after that. And then I think a week or two later, uh, Flip was backstage and he referenced Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks by name, which is very surprising considering the history with Ring of Honor and AEW. Um, and then it was a Death Before Dishonor and the Honor Rumble. He comes out in this like retro gear and retro uh, entrance video uh, very much like what we saw when he first came to Ramana. he had the american flag the same hairstyle uh so definitely this like if not amnesia like kind of like a eh, maybe that's maybe that's the best comparison kind of like a, a time displacement gimmick i guess where he thinks it's 2018 and it's 2021 so i think it's a fun gimmick um i'm curious to see how much they really do with it in terms of these references to um the guys that were in Ring of Honor and now are in AEW, because again, he mentioned uh, Cody and the Young Bucks. There's more they, they could reference there as well. Uh, but as we saw of Devil Ford's Honor, he did uh, more reference kind of the just this general gimmick from the past. So I'll point out that Flip was on episodes of BTE being the elite. So definitely that connection uh, there as well. So yeah, I, we didn't see Flip this week, but I'd be curious to see kind of what the next little wrinkle in that uh, storyline or uh, Develop the gimmick there is because I, I think that's been a fun, creative way to kind of uh, revitalize Flip Gordon here in Ring of Honor. So uh, otherwise, here on on this week's, this week's episode of Ring of Honor Wrestling, we had that main event that I mentioned: Shane Taylor, Kenny King, Jay Lethal, and uh, Brody King. <laughs> like it's hard to get all the, the, the King straight, straight there. Um, but this is a very, very fun match. Before the bout, uh, we had some pre, pre-match pre, uh, promos. Jay Lethal saying that he wants to around a world title. That's something he said before. He wants it again, or he even said he needs it again. Uh, then we had Brody King saying uh, he came this close to winning title at Death, Death Before Dishonor from Bandito, and he's not going to let anything, anybody stop him from getting another shot at it. Then we had Shane Taylor saying that, uh, you know, he, this match was his chance to get revenge on Kenny King and also to climb the ranks in the world title ranking. So we'll kind of a, perhaps, perhaps a clash of motives there. Although in my interview with him, he said that that was not the case. Uh, and then kind of like Kenny King saying that, you know, back in the day when one warring gangs kind of had an issue that they sit down together and, and sort it out. This is not, that, that's not this, like they, they, these guys are going to go out there and fight. And he was confident that LFI would reign supreme. Uh, Fun match, you know, for for Ring of Honor's best and brightest here in the main event here. Uh, you kind of know what, what you know what to expect. Shane Taylor, for my for my money, one of the best strikers in wrestling here with some devastating headbutts and forearms and whatnot. 
Uh, Kenny King had kind of a not a coming out party because we, we know what he can do. He's a he's a veteran, and Shane Taylor himself in my interview with him called him one of the very best. Um, Brody King, very very talented. He's a monster. He's great. And Jay Lethal of the franchise. All these guys proved like exactly why uh, they are held in such high regard here. But Kenny King definitely had like at least a couple moments where he really kind of reminded you like, hey, this guy is legit. Uh, this guy maybe don't sleep, don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on him in the world title scene here. Um, but in the end here, this match actually was pretty brief where I, th I think it was only about 10 minutes once that once it actually started. Uh, and, and it picked up real quick where like everyone just started like flying around, doing crazy things, uh, waging absolute war with each other. Uh, in the end, Brody King pinned Shane Taylor with a, with a lariat kind of out of nowhere. And that surprised me where Shane Taylor, like you really rarely see him get pinned, at least uh, cleanly like that. We saw, I think, Kenny King pin him and uh, tag him like a, yeah, a six or eight man tag match a couple weeks ago, but in a match like this, you know, that was definitely unexpected to see uh, Shane Taylor take the pin like that. But that's kind of like more power to Brody King. So as Sultan's saying here, maybe that's kind of a indicator that we we very well might see Brody King at least get another title shot, or as saying becoming the next Survivor World Champion. So as I mentioned a minute ago, we do know that uh, Brody, uh, that Bandito currently holds the gold. So. Uh, that's a match I think we've seen here and there, maybe in singles matches, but definitely not one we've seen all that often. So with Bandito's kind of electric speed and Brody King's impressive power, you know, that, that's kind of writes itself to me, so I'd be looking forward to seeing that. Um, but we do know, that based on what happened at Death Force Honor, Alex Zane came back and won the Honor Rumble, so he has earned a world title shot as well. Um, so I feel like we're going to see that first, maybe on, maybe on ROH TV and Maybe it's uh, uh, kind of a segue here. It's also asking if fans are allowed to go to Ring of Honor events. Uh, as far as the last update after Death Before Sonic, we talked about this on our post show for that. But uh, there were reportedly no plans for Ring of Honor to do more in-person shows this year. And that just means that there are no like concrete plans. Like It's not like they have a date for another show in November. Whereas yeah, I think that, that once had been the tentative plan. Uh, instead, you know, now... If, uh, COVID concerns again rising up here. Um, they decided to kind of take a wait. It was, uh, the, I believe the quote was a wait and see approach. So I don't really know. I think the hope is that they will do final battle uh, in December to end the year. But for now, it does appear that uh, they'll be going back to, and they have been since that pay-per-view doing uh, the the closed set tapings for the TV shows. So to answer Saul's question, no, at least at this, this very point in time, fans are not allowed to go to your events live in person. Uh, for the week for the weekly tapings and for uh, again we don't have a a set date for the next in person show or the next live pay per view show uh, and and I think final battle will, uh, makes a lot of sense here for the, for whatever for that next show uh, with fans in person and so I'll bring up something that I was going to talk about anyway because there is definitely some overlap here so last night we had PWG three Mendes PWG is back they've got a great roster and definitely you're going to see some ring of honor names on it as well Bandito is their reigning world champion Brody King was on there as well he was teaming with Malachi Black one of my favorites and those two faced uh Flamita another ring of honor guy uh and Black Taurus in a match for the vacant tag titles and I think in a move that surprised many people uh Brody King and Malachi Black won those titles and won the and that match, they are now the PWG World Tag Team Champions. And that's surprising because, I mean, Brody King, Ring of Honor, Malachi Black, AEW. Uh, and as I, I mentioned a minute ago with Flip Gordon and his, like, quote-unquote amnesia gimmick. But um, in this era of the Forbidden Door bursting open and all this cooperation, the one 
door, for lack of a better word, that has remained pretty closed has been Ring of Honor and AEW. Um, you know, the two companies kind of had a, a messy... Uh, it's complicated, right? I mean, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks left. Ring of Honor went through every building phase. Cody and the Young Bucks, uh, alongside some others, uh, formed AEW. And, you know, since the company started, we haven't seen a whole lot of, um, or really any uh, real co collaboration, not nearly in the same way that we've seen Impact, New Japan, some other companies, NWA work with uh, AEW. So uh, having Malachi and Brody as the the PWG, excuse me, Titan Champions, um, it could be, there could be nothing to it. There could just be a, a general kind of vague uh, cooperation. Brody King did say in a recent interview that um, he, he he considers his partnership with uh, with Malachi uh, right now exclusive to PWG. So I wouldn't expect to see them popping up on AEW or anything as a team. Uh, but he said he'd be open to collaborating and, you know, kind of going over the place and capitalizing on this, this era of collaboration there. Uh, and it's also important that PWG is pro wrestling gorilla. Yes, you know it's uh, it's a very uh, one of the leading kind of in independent companies here in the wrestling world. Here they've been they've they've got a long prestigious history with lots of uh, very very famous talent there. Uh, the Young Bucks can be there once upon a time. Many many others as well. Um, so yeah, I, uh, it's definitely wor worth noting that Black and King won the titles, and with Bandito as the world champion for PWG as well. Um, definitely plenty of. Uh, Ring of Honor presence now is almost an influence, but definitely a lot of presence in terms of this kind of overlap there. Uh, and I've said it before. I hope the day does come as a Ring of Honor fan that we see some kind of more, at least crossover, if, if not collaboration. We we've seen, I think, Joe Keys and LSG are the ones that come to mind of, of Ring of Honor guys we've seen on AEW Dark or Dark Elevation. But otherwise, that's been about it. We haven't really seen anybody else from Ring of Honor that I can recall uh, really pop up on AEW programming whatsoever um so yeah I, I i hope the day does come that we see more collaboration there but right now i, I think uh, in a vacuum today it seems like the the pwg tag title win is more of about it's about pwg and not about uh rig bonder or aw and that's fine it's still it was a fun uh, moment to kind of see hey malachi and brody won the titles that's good for them i think they're a very cool pairing if the day does come it'd be really cool to see brody and malachi team up either in AW or especially uh, given we're doing the Ring of Honor show, it'd be very fun to see them pop up in Ring of Honor. So who knows, you know, it's 2021. We, if anything we've learned in wrestling, that anything can happen. So uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how things kind of progress there, but otherwise here, we do know what to look forward to next week. We're going to get uh, Taylor Rust and Alex Zane facing the Briscoes. That'll be a fun matchup there. As I mentioned, Alex Zane has, uh, he won the Honor Rumble. He returned to Ring of Honor in doing so. Taylor Rust also uh, returned at Def, Def Boy Dishonor. Those two will be sticking around because they were they did the tapings after the pay-per-view. So um, definitely a big match there. The face of the Briscoes, the, the greatest side team in Ring of Honor history. So uh, definitely a, a tough, tough challenge there. Uh, and otherwise here, oh, we also have the, an open challenge from Violence Unlimited where they where uh, it was Def Boy Dishonor. They issued a challenge for peer wrestlers. Now next week, they're issuing an open challenge for anybody that wants to quote unquote get violent. And I don't know what to expect there. Like I, you can kind of say, okay, I know that this wrestler, that wrestler is like a real pure wrestler. Um, but for anybody that wants to get violent, like I don't really know what to expect there. I, I'd be curious to see. Um, we saw at Duff Force on it was Lee Moriarty, who's now signed of AEW, uh, it, and also LSG and John Walters. So one guy 
a member of the Ring of Honor roster. One guy that's been with, that uh, worked with Ring of Honor a good bit last year, uh, and with bringing Lee Moriarty in as kind of a one-off there. Um, so I guess I'd expect something similar here. I mean, but I don't know who to expect. So also, I'm uh, predicting maybe Silas Young. I think that's possible. Um, but I don't know. It's tough to say, uh, other than people in Bonds Unlimited. Um, if, if the Briscoes weren't on the card, I would think maybe them, but they're already on the card. It's tough to say. I'm looking forward to seeing who answers that challenge. I imagine we'll, I don't know if we'll find out before the show or not. I haven't heard anything about that. Um, but I will say I've been a big, big fan of what Balance Element has been doing. And I've been watching more uh, of some other promotions kind of through my my love of Ring of Honor. I've been watching Tony Deppin uh, wrestle for GCW, and he's been putting on some great matches. He, he faced Ron Punches in a very fun match where Dan Housen showed up. That was a lot of fun. And he also faced Taiji Ishimori of, of New Japan fame at uh, the Get Lost a Lot show last week. So that was a lot of fun as well. Uh, likewise, Chris Dickinson, definitely, he's, he's been uh, storing good amount in GCW as well. He's involved in Violence Limited for, uh, as well. We also saw Homicide pop up in AEW last week. That was a lot of fun. So it's a, it's a fun time. And for that reason, you know, again, anything can happen in wrestling. Who even knows at this point what to expect? Um, so, you know, I, I like what they're doing. I would imagine they're going to win that match, whoever does answer it, uh, the, does answer the open challenge. Um, I, I thought they had a great match with the foundation that go out of the honor. They replayed part of that on, the, on this week's episode of Ring of Wrestling. Um, and just, yeah, every time they're out there, I, I'm very, very impressed. Uh, it's also saying love that Dan Housen. Yeah, Dan Housen's great. He's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I definitely looking forward to seeing what happens next week. Uh, like I said, we're not really sure what to expect otherwise here going forward with live shows. You know, again, I guess for now, it seems like we are going back to that close, close set tapings for TV at least. And as far as we know, no plans for, uh, you know, for anything beyond that. So looking at anything else here, uh, the latest edition of the X-Files sees the kit that Ring of Honor will be bringing in or signing uh, another woman's competitor for the kind of growing woman's vision. Beyond that, that was all they really, that, that's all they really said. Um, so I'm not, not really sure what to make of that. It was very, it was very, very vague. Um, woman's wrestling is booming right now. So I would imagine that whoever it is, you know, will be a good, a good addition to the roster. And I'm looking forward to seeing whoever it might be. Uh, I, I know I enjoy the the uh, women's tournament here. They culminated with Roxy winning the title. Very, very happy for her. Uh, speaking of her, I believe it was last week or so that she retained the Ring of Honor women's title at, at an independent show in Texas. I think it was New, New, Te New, New Texas Pro Wrestling. Uh, it was a lot of fun there. So um, in, in, in that, you know, again, the spirit of collaboration and uh, crossover, you know, Roxy defending the title at a, and an independent show, it's like, all right, maybe we will see some more, uh, again, crossover cooperation, at the very least, kind of, um, you know, even, even one offs kind of representing the Ring of Honor brand. I think that's pretty darn cool. So, uh, it's also insane that Alexa Ring of Honor is doing, not jumping through a lot of hoops. I mean, I say it every week here, uh, Ring of Honor, especially you think about the weekly show, it's 50 minutes with some commercials in there. So, it is the easiest watch of any TV show out there. I, I, I would say bar none in terms of wrestling. He's not going to get uh, too, too far afield there, but it's 50 minutes. It's the best wrestling on the planet. You've got pure, pure wrestling. You've got Bounce Unlimited. you got Shane Taylor, Jay Lethal. Uh, all these guys, so very talented. I can't say enough good things about, about the product, about the company, about the wrestlers here. I'm biased, yes, and I'll admit that uh, un unashamedly so. Um, it's great. You know, Ring of Honor, it's, it's very... 
underrated part of my hope in doing this show is just kind of get the word out there being like hey everybody watching of honor it's free free tv you know it's on fight tv every monday uh monday night here i watch it through the ring of honor website you you should be able to watch it monday mornings there uh i have honor club though so i'm not sure if that's through that subscription or not but if not it's definitely always available on fight tv monday nights at 7 p.m eastern time so 50 minutes super easy uh, very very underrated so definitely can't recommend it enough um and I, as we, I mentioned, Alexander coming back. I mentioned uh, Taylor Russ coming back, uh, and I, this this thought of potential collaboration elsewhere. I mean, that that opens up the door for you know free agents. And, and Sasha Sultan pointing out maybe he wouldn't mind seeing a guy like Murphy come in, uh, Buddy Matthews, as he's now known. I mean, we've heard at least some reports that maybe he, maybe he won't go to AEW. So you know, best kept secret, best kept secret of a wrestler, best kept secret of a company. Seems like a pretty good match there. I would, I definitely would not mind seeing Murphy or Buddy Matthews in Ring of Honor either. So, you know, I, I think regardless, they don't even need to bring in people like that because they have a very, very good roster. And it's just a matter of like uh, of showcasing that. So, again, I really enjoyed this, this week's show. I thought it was uh, a great main event. I'm a big fan of Brian Johnson. So that's a winning recipe for me. Uh, if I had to rate it here, I would say I would go for like an eight. It's a good show, good matches, two matches. 50 minutes, super easy to watch, enjoy it a lot, uh, and it's just, it's a good show. So uh, if you're watching this, I assume that you at least have some interest in Ring of Honor, and if you're, if you're not watching it, you got to check out the show itself. Uh, you know, again, I watch it through Honor Club or the Ring of Honor website, but it's always available for everybody on uh, Fight TV, my nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Got to check it out. You're not going to regret it. It's super easy to watch. If you're if you are willing to watch three hours of Raw, you're not going to regret watching a 50 minute episode of Ring of Honor Wrestling. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Uh, so otherwise, here it's also only giving it 8.5 as well. It was a good show this week. I mean, the Ring of Honor pretty consistently puts on just a good show. Like they 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 don't miss. I, I, will, I will say that. Uh, so otherwise, here John Clark and I will be back here Monday night to talk about Monday Night Raw for anyone that's interested in that. When if you're watching this show, otherwise John and I review NXT or NXT 2.0 every Tuesday. The Diamond Dudes of Rampage cover all things AEW, and otherwise Robert D. Fleece and I cover uh, Friday Night SmackDown on Saturdays. And otherwise, we have a great stream of news constantly coming at you guys. I have recently interviewed fan, a former WWE star Fandango. I that that that, that Shane Taylor interview I just mentioned. You gotta check it out. The man cuts a promo on Mr. Owl. It's absolute gold. If, you, if even if you just, just want to see that part, it's the last five minutes. You're not going to regret watching that. It's it's hysterical. Got to check it out. Otherwise, that Bill Pritchard recently interviewed CM Punk, Paul White, um, it's all all this great stuff. Can't I can't even think of all of it. It's all available on our, our SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Bell Podcast, or maybe we've got you covered. So remember to leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate your support. And Saul Sultan says, remember to do the one thing we do here at WrestleZone, and that, my friends, is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.